0: Greetings everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, It's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Ludicrous Car Review. where today, well, we have a bit of a slow news week. There hasn't really been a, a whole lot of news coming out of the car industry, so we're going to do a little something different this week. I have a, um, an interesting list from, well, about a month back in the Motor Trend that I pop, saw pop up, and, uh, at first I was going to save this for a Car of the Month, but, well, it's more of a Melty Car of the Month, and I was kind of curious because, well, it covers so many different cars and topics and, uh, Just generally different things. So, I figured this week, I'm going to rapid fire 10, or, well, a decent list of the most curated, what does it say? Ah, Motor Trends, according to them, a curated selection of the weirdest cars throughout history. We're going to rapid-fire through these and get all the reviews and such and that, and I'll cover what little news we have throughout the week. Some of it's a little interesting, but, you know, not a whole lot of it. So, without uh, further ado, let's get on with the rapid-fire reviews of the weirdest cars throughout history, shall we? So, according to this list from Motor Trend, which I believe it's from, uh way back in uh, may of 2022 it's an older one so if you do have this edition you might want to check it out to get some of the pictures of some of the weirdest cars or kind of look them up as i go through because uh, believe me some of them are some of the weirdest shit i think i've ever laid eyes on first up we have an old car from way back in the day the 1911 reeves overland Actado. auto yes it sounds like something doc aqua drive it is a four-wheel drive monster Well, or at least that's the way uh, most people would say it. Obviously, we think, well, four wheels are good. Uh, Surely eight wheels must be better. And that's precisely what they did. They pretty much decided that, well, why not just add more wheels to the thing? What could possibly go wrong? And so, for the um, interesting concept, they decided to put um, two wheels on either side like normal, except uh, two wheels in the front, two wheels in the back, and then uh, two extra wheels in the front, and then two extra wheels in the back, making this this kind of... um, wheel drive monstrosity if you will it almost looks like uh well it just ran over an extra car and just stuck it underneath there i'm not quite sure what the advantages is or what they certainly thought about doing this um the 20 foot long car only sat surprisingly around four people you think for that many tires you know a little bit more cabin space if you will and it's a price of uh thirty two thousand or thirty two hundred dollars i should say which is a 90k today holy crap that's actually pretty expensive ninety thousand dollars for this thing and it's quite the monstrosity to be honest it looks like a um a slightly elongated model t with um something you'd see out of um i don't know chip fooses not even that bear Jackson's. i don't know the monster mobile yeah something a little bit like that that would probably makes more sense um he tried to build a three axle version called the <laughs> the Sex.0, but despite its way through well a more alluring name if you will as they say it <laughs> It was no more successful, not really that big of a surprise. But if you think about it, the major problem, as they say in the old tornado, and the first thing I thought is, where the hell are you parking a 20-foot-long car? Especially in 1911. Probably not a whole lot of garages that can fit that thing, unless you happen to own a, uh, well, a barn. I do imagine, though, well, if you own one of these things, it's probably worth a damn fortune. Anyways, on to the next car. In 1933. You know how they had wind tunnels back in the day? Well, this is a prime example how that thing goes, well, frickin' batty. Especially with a missile... Crazy and all that stuff the buckmeister fuller's dynamaxium maxim dynamaxion car that's an interesting name was a three-wheeler intended it was a three-wheeler intended as a basis for a land sea and air vehicle <laughs> yeah right considering how road going the version drove we'd hate to see this thing fly yes i certainly agree this thing looks like a um well they just ripped the cabin out of a plane and just stuck it on the ground it is absolutely hideous too uh, think of it just like a giant jelly bean just kind of plopped on wheels and slightly elongated it's just a big tube essentially is what it looks like but a slightly more aerodynamic look think of it like those airstream trailers if you will you know three wheels and a motor apparently what it is it's rear-mounted Ford V8. Oh, that's a yeah, decent power plant. It drove the front wheels while the single rear tire did the steering. Yep, because that never goes wrong. This gave a ridiculously tight turning radius for the vehicle, as well as ridiculously unsteady, hand, unsteady handling. No shit. Yeah, let's just put one wheel in the front steering. The whole thing what could possibly go wrong. Although, I do have to say, that thing's probably steers like a forklift or something. I probably turn that thing on a dime, for crying out loud. Probably took some getting used to, though. Of the three built, one was wrecked, one was scrapped, and one was used as a chicken coop, before being restored. Yeah, that sounds about right for the car. Chicken coop is probably the bigger use they got out of it. It's the one scrapped. The only three were built, that's for the one guy who has one of these things again, you got yourself a fortune. A lot of these cars are probably gonna be worth quite a bit. Nineteen fifty three ISO IZ. Now hold on. I take offense to this. Weird, yes, but the IZA was just it's just a quirky and weird ass car, but damn cool at least in my opinion this out of the car was designed by italian refrigerator manufacturer iso yeah it does look a bit like you're stuffing yourself in a refrigerator so while staying within its comfort zone um yes the entire front end was a door yes that makes sense who wrote this article genius um Aaron gold well written my friend um Overall, the design was a narrow rear track axle, which would save a few um, lire by drawing away with the needed for a a differential. So basically, the front tires were real wide, they kind of stabilized the car, and the back tires, rather than have one, which was unsteady as hell. Not that this wasn't unsteady, but the rear tires were just simply crammed together, so that way you didn't have to have a differential driving the gears, it would just drive like one big axle. And an interesting design, and honestly, not a bad way to do it, quite honestly. Unfortunately for them, though, people didn't exactly approve of the design. It didn't go over well. So soon they decided to license this out to a few other different manufacturers, including a well-known, Bavarian informal, and BMW re-engineered the car, but kept the cookie shape, and the BMW iZetta was born. Yep, that famous car started off as an ISO iZetta. And honestly, again, it is one of my favorite cars of all time, just because of how absolutely bunker-ass that looked if you look driving down the road, the only thing probably weirder to me is the Peel, which I covered back in one of my previous episodes, because that thing is just a mind card on Death Wheel Mobile. 1968, Oldsmobile, American quality coach, Jetway 707. Yep, that's the name. And honestly, yeah, it fits it. This is just basically, to put it in my simpler terms, a giant, humongous, elongated uh, station wagon from Oldsmobile. The course of this human endeavor, if your questions are more pressing, than how shall we get from to the airport back in 1967 the answer was often an airport limousine this is basically what they tried to cram this thing into and uh, generally the station wagon was stretched to a ridiculous length but gm stretching the old tornado gm's personal luxury sport coupe that was a 1960 equivalent of building an airport limo out of a lexus lc yeah it definitely looks like it too they got this basically elongated very 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 long like what has it got one two three it's got pfft, four doors on one side so eight doors total a huge passenger cargo compartment extra headroom you know that little like almost like like a one of those car those uh you know those pickup truck cabs that's what i'm thinking of um yeah it's an interesting looking machine i guess you will it's got two wheels on the rear axle i suppose probably to support the massive weight this thing probably has (laughs) But overall, it didn't make a little bit of sense, honestly. The Tornado was a front wheel drive car, so there was no need to have a gigantic, humongous, extra-long drive axle, which would have been ridiculously done. And it said American Coach merely had the engineer new front doors, a new Vista roof, new station wagon body with a new twin tail sides, and a new suspension and braking system for the third axle. Yeah, but at least you didn't have to make a new drive shaft, as I said. Good point, good point. Save money. <laughs> Basically, it was a whole new car. I'm not sure what it was Olds movie about at that point anyways 1970 bond bug the bond bug was often referred to as the best british three-wheelers of all time i'm not sure that's a human possibility i mean especially looking at this thing it is hideous beyond belief but honestly it is i can see where it gets a reputation i think i recognize this car actually too it's basically a giant wedge on wheels if you will the british wheeler is the same sense as the uh um, starch boards i have no idea what that word is and so ricardo was the best of the toxic models or toxic molds. No clue what they're being in there. Produced by the parent company Reliant, the uh, scoundrels who gave us the Robin. Yep, because they couldn't make shitty vehicles, I and mean, that's what they specialize in after all. It used a 31 horsepower engine and later up to, holy shit, a 32 horsepower. Now they were cooking with gas. You could probably haul ass down the road, maybe be at 15 miles an hour on that thing. Which was plenty for that car that weighs slightly less than a dish rag. <laughs> um Aaron gold is right some pure gold here yeah to be honest i'm not quite sure this thing is fiberglass and probably made out of tin foil for the rest of the car parts so i imagine this thing probably weighs about the same uh the buggy has no doors and the entire greenhouse tilts forward basically <laughs> you basically have the giant car basically enclosing on your head um an interesting design feature if you will um honestly though and honestly, it might have sold well if it had not priced it at a slightly higher than a four-wheel drive mini treasured by a few remaining orders. It has not it has not killed. The bond is in an eccentric electric English oddball, the likes of which we may never see again. And I agree with that, honestly, and wholeheartedly. And to be honest, so I'm surprised nobody has been killed in these things yet. Basically, if you think about it, the entire hot been open. so how do you exit the vehicle in the... Air? Well, situation of crash. Although, uh, to be honest, looking at this thing, I'm pretty sure that's not that concerned because if you did get in a crash, well, you'd probably be dead. Anyways, we go to the more interesting cars of the year. And to be honest, uh, let's just say these were. Mm, honestly, I'm not quite sure what AMC was thinking at this time. In 1981, AMC Eagle uh, came back came back imagine the amc gremlin converted to a 4x4 yep because that's what the world climbed for and begged the universe for more gremlin designed looking vehicles basically probably picturing the rusty creation of some half-drunk hillbilly yep and honestly that'd be right and once again aaron gold you were writing some well gold and um, this led american motors to put a center differential on its ancient hornet wagon to create the eagle 4x4 but then did the same thing with the amc spirit and facelifted the version of the gremlin although the eagle wagon was a success really the eagle hammock fooled exactly new one sales were abysmal even by amc's modest standards to be honest i don't really don't the um yeah i'm not quite sure who the car appeals to it basically looks like a weird ass slightly jacked up American Eagle back in the 80s and that, you know, just like those economy cars you see with the hatchback and that. Um, hatchback's the only thing they're known for is being sporty. You don't exactly go, well, honey, I got the hatchback back from uh, the office. Let's go off and um, hit the trails. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be doing that in your slightly cheap-ass AMC hatchback. Especially this thing. I mean, it's not like it's got a good ground clearance. It's just slightly jacked up with little bigger wheels, I guess. That's only a real advantage to it. Now... These now they have someone to build this thing, but my personal favorite is this one here. This is by far the most hideous car, honestly, I think I've laid eyes on, on in pretty much forever. If you have a chance to look at it, I strongly encourage this next one. The 1983 Glenfrome Fossat Faucet. I'm gonna call it the Faucet. Yeah, Fawcett looks about right. Glimfrome was in a British firm that specialized in rebodying Range Rovers. Yeah, that makes about much sense. Now honestly looking at it, yeah, there's pretty much what it is. For the Middle Eastern market, yes. Mm-hmm. Basically, these fiberglass bodies were pretty much just uh, little range rovers underneath them. Among the mar- among the faucet faucets, a hydraulically actuated target top, which could be removed and stored under the front hinged hood. Yes, it was basically a space under the hood. Which looks to us like it came off some scale model spaceship. Yeah, it basically looks like it. It's like some it's weird front end that looks like it's a partially a boat with a f- weird like... Extra fender wells and that, this 1970 sci-fi movie uh, vehicle of monstrosity, if you will, this ridiculous SUV sold for 55,000. Uh, holy cow, 55,000 marks. Holy cow, and that pounds. Holy, holy shit, 55,000 pounds, which is a small uh, American-priced amount of uh, 250,000 dollars in today's money. Yep, quarter million dollars in today's money. That's what they're asking for these butt-ass hideous piles of junk um honestly like i said if you honestly have time take a look at it it is truly a hideous monstrosity especially the picture they have because it is a, a well a weird tan with a shit color brown good color choice as well 2002 renault haven time oh yes i think i remember this hideous pile of junk i think it was on a couple episodes of um top Gear back in the day yeah, it looks pretty hideous, too. It is a classic near-miss of the coming crossover craze when all decided empty nesters would want a cool, sporty version of its minivan. Yes, that's Just what the world wants, yeah. Hey, look, we're clearing out the nest, honey. We have no more kids to take on. We can afford two-wheel drives. Let's go buy ourselves a brand new minivan. Yes, I see lots of old people taking their retirement monies and buying themselves minivans. Uh, No, usually you end up with something like the Corvette, or if you have to haul your grandchildren around, at least some kind of actual SUV. Not this hideous pile of junk. Um, yeah, it wasn't exactly sporty, to be honest. This one-box weirdo called the Eventime, pronounced... Team. Oh, I've been pronouncing it wrong the whole time. It is a two-massive door. I had no chance of opening. Oh, it is a two-door. I thought for a minute it was a four-door for a minute. I was way off. It had no chance of opening in a crowd parking lot, as it has hydraulically hinged, hydraulically hinged that move the door forward as it opens. Amazingly, this 2 year people carrier proved to weird for even the french yeah that is impressive this is a renault so this was sold in france and if yeah, they don't like it. i mean they got some nutters up there if you will so i'm quite certain that um it's basically also has one gigantic sun groove pretending things that come that uh yeah you probably see your own demise in this thing it is just ugly it looks like a weird ass jelly bean on wheels if you will and it is by far one of the quirkiest weirdest cars it looks like it should be much bigger from the picture and then you get up close and you're like this thing is puny hideous yeah anyways on to the next one 2011 nissan Murano, yep cross cabarelai yeah, I remember these pile of junk and honestly, I think I've seen a few of these as well. The Nissan Murano Cross Cabalet was by far one of the buggliest cars in my opinion. It looked confused as all hell. Was it a crossover? Is it a car? Is it a convertible? Well, let's just make all three. It's not quite sure what prompted the SUV to develop this two-door convertible version of the Murano SUV. Perhaps insanity. But, um, honestly, he, uh, rumors say that the Carlos Gonzo wanted to create one for his wife yes when company basically the company boss says i want to make an suv for my wife let's just produce it for the world what could possibly go wrong with the top lopped off the bottle was so squidgy yeah that almost felt, it flexing ways you drove it yeah that's a good it was squidgy yeah that is the most brilliant pronoun I, i've actually i've ever heard to announce this car Yeah, squidgy even if it's not just squidgy just bouncing around one of the thing, but just generally looking at the thing just looks like it. Um, Nissan tried to pass off the weekend beach vehicle. Yeah, right, except the tiny trunk could barely f- accommodate a blanket and a picnic basket. No shit. Uh, because there's too much bees cramming that tiny little thing in that tiny little back trunk. Uh, the pastel colored pilot made the dirt banged white junior interior white interior just add to the cross intense weirdness. Yeah, it looks like it's Trying to be a sports car slash convertible slash SUV slash off-roader and accomplishes none of these things while looking like a rounded pile of junk. And finally, for this list for you here, truly by far one of the more uglier cars I think I've seen in a while, too. The 2013, which, by the way, I haven't seen this one. You, oh, I'm going to butcher this name. 2013, you Puma? Yeah. Something like them. This strange behemoth, which combines the worst elements of the Volvo C70 convertible, because the Volvo C70 was known as a legendary vehicle. Nothing wrong with that brilliant model masterpiece. Volvo's known for that type of stuff, and the worst elements of the monster truck and sets them into motion with a five hundred horse. Holy crap! Five hundred horsepower Chevy LS seven. Holy guacamole! Um, but apparently, um, uh, from Visa. It's from a Z06. Holy cow! at 20 feet long and seven feet wide holy cow this is a big boy this is not some tiny car uh the boomer was reportedly quite (laughs) fleet footed despite it's 30 and a half wow this is not a light this is not a small car by any means in fact i said that 1911 car probably was a monster but this thing holy cow do not get hit by this thing three and a half ton curb weight holy guacamole this is just what is this just made out of solid like lead or something like that um amongst the wheel hub buyers he targeted he only sold three pumas all overseas customers reportedly well over his original 1.1 million dollar asking price is this guy insane he basically built a lead sled with 500 horsepower as long as a city block and basically accomplished nothing that was actually an interesting one personally my opinion is the 1983 pile of junk if you have the opportunity to see it i strongly encourage it because this is truly one of the hideous piles of junk again it is called the Glemfrom from f faucet g l e n f r o m e and then f a c e t punch that in and believe me you get your blinders on you'll need it So anyways, with that little quick shot of um, reviews out of the way of some of the uglier cars Motor Trends spotted out, let's get on to some news, shall we? And get out of this blinding heap of automotive disaster. so today like i said we don't have a whole lot of news or information for you this week uh generally it was pretty light and not a whole lot going on so we're just, just generally cover some of the basic information coming out some big news coming out of ford and such so uh, yeah uh in first news uh, we got the 2023 kia neo P first test uh from motor trend um kind of getting the first look at uh, Kia's new cars and that, honestly, it's up for apparently, plug it in for up to 33 miles of range, and then it's got a hybrid engine after that. Honestly, getting the first looks at the photos, Um, Kia at first did have a lot of good car designs, and honestly, their cars were pretty dang good looking. My personal favorite was that Stinger, and still dang is. Yes. But the problem is, they're kind of getting a little crazy, even for my personal taste, so honestly, we'll have to see. Maybe we'll get a little bit more down the road. I'll probably do a review of the car, because honestly, you probably could use it It is. Interesting to say the least. In other news, PepsiCo takes its first delivery of the Tesla semi trucks. Well, at least soon, technically. With uh, California basically strangling every business owner known to man, uh, obviously, PepsiCo, being a big distributor out there, has to obviously do something with their fleets because, well, nobody can own a gasoline fleet truck ever some date. I think it's 2035, if I remember right. Tesla Cybertrucks apparently. Uh, but they've, they've been boasting big capabilities for a while now uh how much longer will they have to wait Apparently, until december 1st 2022 apparently for the summer truck specifically for those keeping track of time that's less than two months away oh boy honestly these things aren't exactly the best looking things but they're basically designed for one thing efficiency uh, personally i've seen some pictures of these things um and uh, honestly well hideous is one way to put it it looks like a giant triangle stood up on a wheelbase that's just the best way i can describe it uh pepsico apparently ordered a hundred of these Tesla Tesla yeah Tesla semis i'll say that the tesla semis in december of 2017 nearly five years ago wow they got ahead of themselves following the electric tractor trailers official reveal on the tesla design store in california back in way old november 2017 this is near 0 trucks, followed by Walmart and J.B. Hunt, and a bunch of other anheuser Bush apparently, too, as well. This initial netted under 300 reservations. Um, not bad, I guess, but I don't know. These things are just ugly, hideous, and honestly, we'll have to see how they work. Because, um, well it's not exactly efficient for your fleet of vehicles to be parked into a parking lot for eight hours to charge up on range hopefully they get that down a little bit better and honestly that also changes quite a bit when you are hauling heavier loads you can't just hop in your truck and just dump more petrol or diesel in it and just take off down the road just saying all right well i've got an extra load i'll just have to be a little bit careful you gotta calculate that into your little battery pack because that's going to strain the motors pull more electrical charge and then kill your battery faster we'll see how long fleets actually think this is a good idea notice they only put it in order of about um yeah about a hundred so that's not replacing their whole fleet not by a mile um in other news the first look at the 2024 sierra 250 and the denali 350 hd um I'm just going to have my quick looks on this thing. And honestly, I didn't think the grill could get any taller on the GMC. That's all I have to say. That's all I'm going to say. The grill is massive. The end. Tesla drops parking sensors from its safety suite. Yep, uh, a lot of people have been getting a little nervous driving Tesla cars because, well, they're not that acting sporadic. In fact, they've actually improved quite a bit. But to be honest, it's still a long way to go. And the fact that they're drafting any of these safety suites is uh, maybe a little preemptive, honestly. Maybe get people used to that whole tesla vision stuff before you actually decide to completely dump it but honestly like i said the sensors were a little redundant at this point they've largely got that under control so not too bad in final news because like i said not a whole lot of news today and in big news and honestly my biggest news in 2022 ford gtlm edition is the final and absolute last never going to be another gt apparently they say they're never ever ever going to make another gt ever again unless money dictates um honestly the ford supercar was done with this special edition and yet it pulls you back in with this one it honestly looks pretty dang cool i like the metallic paint job on it um it's not really a whole lot changed from this previous edition i'm sure they have a lot of upgrades in that thing maybe a little bit more streamlined but not a whole lot changed in all, in all honesty i don't think many people are buying this in the first place so yeah you know. but if you're interested in well this is probably your last edition you're ever going to get and that's it like i said not a whole lot of news on a whole lot of stuff to cover today so a little bit shorter episode but i think i covered a decent amount of ground anyways that's all for the news And that's it for the episode. I hope you all enjoyed bleeding your eyes out if you were looking up the uh, cars along with me on that Motor Trend article. Or if you have the Motor Trend article, I strongly advise you read it because, well, it does... uh, That gold guy, he writes some one-liners for these cars but i'd also advise you do not look at the pictures of the cars because they are some hideous monstrosities especially when you get into the 80s cars anyways i appreciate you all listening and that i'd appreciate a like and subscribe wherever you hear this podcast or whatever they have on your platform i hope you all have a great day and a wonderful night goodbye